0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another version of Humanity First. And this week, we're going to talk about jobs. We're going to talk about employment. Um, oftentimes, uh, conventional wisdom in our culture says that people who have disabilities are not capable of working and, and being productive in societies. And uh, a lot of the work that we do at BAMSI is uh, absolutely debunking that myth, and uh, two folks who really... Uh, connected to the work that we do around employment uh, Brittany Hubbard, who is our regional coordinator of day services. Hi, Brittany. Hi. How are you? Good, how are you? And Jill Togano, uh, who is our director of day services. Hi, Jill. How are you?
1: Great, thanks.
0: So um, my first statement, conventional wisdom that people don't work, you know, I think going back a long time, and you and know, I talked about this a little bit, that when I worked in... Uh, Uh, HR I was an HR specialist once um, in England there was this idea that the government said that said oh you have to keep you have to take people with disabilities into the workplace and you have to put them in a sheltered workshop and you have to um, meet a quota Uh, and that was never a good idea as far as I was concerned because those people would just sort of uh, come in and they'd sit down and they'd do meaningless work that they had no connection to and they didn't have a choice in doing that Mm -hmm. so that's a horrible place to start but we've come so far I think over the years uh in this country around reimagining what work is for people um with disabilities and um so I guess I'd start maybe start with with you Brittany um Talk about employment services and what are some of the principles of employment services when somebody comes to, when somebody acknowledges to you that they are interested in employment. What do we do then?
2: So I think what's important is for us and as well as the people that we serve is is helping them find competitive jobs in their community that they can be independent in, they can build relationships with, they can find ride shares to and from work um just just jobs that they they can gain experience and and over time become more in, independent with
0: yeah it sounds very different from what we what we sort of talked about before that idea of being involved in a decision about where you work and and, and what you do um how important i know you touched on this a little bit how important is a job to somebody Who might be neurodivergent? I mean, I mean, when sometimes you might have people who just say, "I don't want to work."
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How do you sell that as a as something that you might want to sort of reconsider, Jill?
1: Well, I think with folks, um, what we really try to hit home is that work is your community work. You know, we all work. We um, have our circle of friends and our people, a sense of belonging to our workplace, which branches out into our community. So I think we really try to talk with folks about um, what they can gain from employment um, and being out in the community um, and having a meaningful day. I think all those things, sometimes folks may not understand what that is or how that can impact them or make them feel. So we really try to bring folks out. They can do volunteer work just to try things out and see. And as they you know, test different sites or different things that they might want to try, it gives them that experience of, of being out there and making friendships and relationships. Um, and a lot of times that grows into, I really do want to work because I want to earn a paycheck. right? I want to be able to buy the things that I want and do the things that I want on my own independently. Um, And so I think a lot of times it grows from a very small idea and then we just cultivate it and and work with folks. And and a lot of folks are really meaningfully employed in their own communities and they're very happy.
0: So there's a lot of work that goes into readiness, right? It isn't just that somebody says, hey, I want a job. And you say, "Okay, here, go and work here and good luck. Mm -hmm. Um, It is readiness and support. Brittany, what is readiness? What what does that look like?
2: So, when we have a new individual that we're working with or, or any individual, we we really start off with employment assessments and kind of gauging their interests and and what they some of the things that they might want to do. Um, we do career plans and interest inventories. We use ONET interest profilers, which can help them find interests and in, How their interests relate to a career field. Um, So, you know, once we get into some some of what their interests might be, then we might start the job search, and then we help with job readiness as far as resume writing and interviewing skills. Um, We work with job coaching with them on site. all, All different levels of like different levels as far as some people need one to one support for the duration of their shift down to just weekly check-ins, things so, like that. So,
0: so what you're saying is that if somebody gets a job, our specialist will go into the workplace and be with that person while they acclimatize to their new environment.
2: Yes. Um, some of the needs really, yeah, they fluctuate with, with different people where somebody might be working and be really, really independent for a long period of time but then may need some more support, um, whether it's communicating better with a supervisor or just even requesting time off. Sometimes people need help with. We really just support people where they're at. Yeah. So that
0: really is about the relationship with the employer as well. It's I would imagine that's kind. Of, I mean that's important as well. Not necessarily preparing the employer, but but working with the employer mm-hmm. um, to appreciate what what the, their deal is you know they're, they're getting something really amazing from this aren't they yeah. I mean as far as I, I mean this is a tight labor market at the moment and to have somebody who is enthusiastic uh, and who uh, wants to work I, w- I would have thought was something that employers would be really uh, interested in and has that Jill has that changed over the years is there more acceptance of folks coming into the workplace from employers
1: I, I believe so. Um, I think when I first started working with employment, there was a lot of education we provided. A lot of education to employers, specifically around working with folks with um, different abilities and disabilities. A lot of education around the American with Disabilities Act, and, and you know, making sure that accommodations are made if they needed and how that would work for them. Um, but I find now, you know we do a lot less of that. We don't, I think people, it's more ingrained in our communities. I think people are more aware. I oh. think, um, so that's been helping us to place people. And I do think the job market now, um, employers want folks who are ready to work. They want folks who are committed. And a lot of times, working with our Members, our staff that's what we're also teaching folks is when you go to work it's it's you know it's a commitment to your employer. How do you maintain that? How do you talk about if you want to change your job? How do you talk with your employer if you want to learn a new skill at work? Um, and our support level is maybe we go in in the beginning of a new job and we're there a lot, but our goal is to back out and to not have to be there as much so folks are independent with their work. And just like all of us, they may be working at a job for a long time. Maybe there's a bump in the road, whether it's at work or at home, and they may need our supports again. We're always there. It's very fluid. So we move back in and we'll give folks the supports that they need to you know, maintain their employment and get through whatever it is that they need to work on. And then we're going to, you know, back out when they're ready. And they let us know and everybody's ready for them. And so I think that's real important as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it really is um, beneficial to everybody. And when, when you get that sort of symbiotic situation I think it's much better but I think people love to hear stories about this like moving into an understanding of what it means and you know when we think traditionally about people you know sort of being in the workplace I think it's much more dynamic than people probably think about you know people get promoted right people move jobs people move through the organizations they move to other jobs to take promotions Brittany, do you have any examples that you can share with us around how successful the program has been over a long period of time? And people are in these positions for a long time, right?
2: Sure. We have, we have quite a few people who have maintained their jobs for a long period of time. Um, for example, you have somebody who works at Good Samaritan Hospital who just celebrated 20 years. Wow. Um, where they did a really nice cel- ceremony at his work to celebrate him and his coworkers that reach those milestones as well. Um, he started off as part-time 20 years ago and over the course of a few years, worked his way up to full-time with full benefits, uh, You know, planned, paid time off, health insurance, everything. And, and that's something that he chose to do was to work full-time and and let go of his other benefits, uh, social security and things like that. He just enjoys his job so much to the point where he just doesn't want to leave at the end of the day. Amazing. Um, we, we we have to we struggle sometimes to get him to want to take vacations or use some of his vacation time because he just loves being there. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: great story.
2: Um, we have uh, so many individuals that have maintained their jobs, but moved up in their jobs as well. We have somebody who worked for Verk Vir- Enterprises for about seventeen years in the administrative office as an administrative assistant in accounting. And it's something she went to college for. It was business, business and administration. So I think it was great to see her get a job in that field coming out of that. Um, but while there, she also participated in a lot of public speaking events where she would go to conferences and speak about creating awareness for people with Down Syndrome or people with disabilities in the, in the workforce. Um, oh, yeah. She, she also worked for a foundation re- more recently that raises money for people with Down syndrome and Alzheimer's. So she does a lot of advocating for things like that. Um, we've had people, uh, a few members that have worked for Stop and Chop over the years as union employees and were able to retire with full benefits and a pension. Um, they participated in the 2019 strike for Stop and Chop, oh, which that. is great, like alongside their employees, yeah, which yeah. was the strike was for preserving health care and retirement benefits and not because they participated in that did they get their benefits but it was something that helped make sure that they were going to receive that when they retired So,
0: Wow Are
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: amazing stories I think one, one of the things we didn't touch on was this um, the sort of principles of what it means um, to be in BES um, and one of them is that we're not putting people into jobs where they're getting paid pin money. You know, there is this there is this need if if some if an employee is going to work with us that they will be paid a fair wage, a wage that everybody next to those people is getting. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that's it's definitely something that we always advocate for. Um, is to make sure that they're receiving. everything the same as their co-workers, whether it's pay, their benefits, um, disciplinary things we've come across that we wanna make sure that they're treated exactly the same as their co-workers. If their co-workers receive a yearly review, we we wanna make sure that they're receiving that same thing. Um, We have had people that we have helped advocate for themselves on getting a raise at work or an increase in pay because they had been there for such a long time. Whether their coworkers were receiving that same pay or not, it's something that they were able to advocate for themselves and say, hey, listen, I've been here for this amount of time and I have i think I do a great job, so I think it deserves a raise, and they've been able to do that for themselves, wow. which is great. That
0: is, I mean, there's so many important human things here. This, this sort of independence, this uh, having agency, this idea of advocating for yourself, all of these things are part of humanity, right? And you know, you did touch on something before that, that is worth sort of exploring a bit. When 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 we all come to work, we don't just come all uh, come to work to do a job. Sometimes. The feels like I'm sitting in front of a computer all day. Yeah. But a big part of work is is that you're sharing stories with your colleagues, that you're building relationships. Um, and, and when you think about romantic relationships in the workplace, it's very normal to meet somebody and say, how did you meet your partner? And they say, well, it was at work. Mm-hmm. It, it opens up a whole world other than work to people. Um, and, and do you see that as something that is um, important to a person's Um, overall happiness and and, and feeling of achievement in life.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of folks, they um, are able to create relationships at work, whether it's friendships or whether it's a romantic interest. Um, And I think that's what we all do, you know. And so it's the same for the people that we work with. It's important for them to be in a situation where they feel comfortable and confident, and work does that for all of us. You know, once we're comfortable and we're confident with our work, we kind of bring that forward and bring that in other places in our lives. And I think that's what we see a lot of times that work also does for people if we're ready to advocate for ourselves to get a raise then I think it kind of carries over and then maybe we're also ready to advocate for maybe it's time for me to have my own apartment or maybe it's time Mm -hmm. for me to get a driver's license or now I really want to go to college so you know we really feel that you know work is good we say that to everyone work is good and you build friendships and then you also build a place for you inside your own community. And that's very important for us, is to folks who feel like they're part of their community. And we work in many communities um, in the Southeast. So it's that relationship building, and it 's so nice when you go into somebody 's you know place of employment to just check in and say hello, and you know they 're getting high fives from their coworkers and good mornings and here 's you know here 's a cup of coffee. do you need this just like you and I do when yeah. we walk through the door here at bamsey right mm-hmm. we 're all saying good morning yeah. and we 're happy to see one another yeah. and I think all of those things are so important, and we see. That they carry this with them throughout other places in their lives, yeah. and it's it's a great it's a great thing to see people grow like that.
2: Yeah,
0: I just love that idea that you know internally it gives people the 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 confidence to reach their maximum potential. Externally, they're earning money that allows them to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just this lovely sort of um, connectivity that mm-hmm. uh, with folks. Now, Brittany, uh, we do this in. Brockton and Plymouth, right? Yes. So what's the difference between the two programs?
2: Um, Well, just the Brockton Employment Program, it's a little bit bigger than the the Plymouth Program. We tend to get more referrals um, on a a more steady basis than we do Plymouth. Um, The Plymouth Program, we've really kind of maintained the same individuals in the program for for a long time um, who or very happy in the program, you know, there's a, there's a reason that they stick around, whether they've become more independent in their jobs or not. They, I, I think, they just they just enjoy being in the program. They've made a lot of friendships within it. And in Plymouth, they've really maintained their jobs for, I mean, I don't think anybody has been at a new job for less than 10 years down oh, in Plymouth. Really? Um, wow.
0: So you so, don't really need to work with employers once people are just settled in like that.
2: Yeah, it's it's more just a lot of job check-ins. We do have a few people that we do work one to one the duration of their shift with them and it's and it's been like that for a long time. And it, it likely it may not change that we completely leave them at work. We we have been able to fade back in the sense where we might be able to step away from them but stay on site, things like that. Um but Brockton I would the Brockton Employment Program I would say it's just it's <laughs> We don't necessarily discharge people all the time, but we just we get more referrals in and we discharge here and there because people have become fully independent at their jobs and feel like they don't need our support anymore.
0: Yeah. So. how many people work at the programs?
2: Right now there are four staff in Brockton and three in Plymouth. Yeah. But always always looking for more. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> well, as sure there's plenty of need out there. <coughs> well, Brittany, thank you so much for coming in and sharing a little bit about employment and maybe debunking some myths that are uh, are out there about people's uh, both desire and need uh, to work. And, you know, it is always so wonderful to see the, the benefits to people in terms of meeting their uh, full potential, which is what we're here for. So thank you so much.
2: You're welcome.